So for your viewing pleasure, I have put together the clips of Donald Trump plus Ron DeSantis, best media wrecks. This is what a potential Trump's DeSantis, Trump DeSantis ticket would look like in 2024. Get ready. Let your heart be, not be troubled. There is a cavalry up on the hill, and it is indeed the forces of good coming to save us from the tyranny and the communism of the Biden administration. This would be an awesome ticket. Enjoy. <laughs> you know, if you, if you get a vaccine, the vaccines are effective, you're immune. And so act immune. In fact, we'll give you a list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. It we did a lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know that. Your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. What has gone wrong with the rollout of the vaccine that we've seen phone lines jammed, websites crashed? It's a lot of demand. I mean, I think at the I, end of the I, day, we... Excuse finish, me, excuse if me. I could, if I could finish my question... You just said what has gone wrong, so I'm answering the question. If I could complete the question, though... So are you going to give a speech or are you going to answer? ask a question? With all due respect, Governor, You I'm ask the question, I'm, I'm going to answer it. I'm trying to finish my you're question. Not, no, you're, you're, you're giving a speech. You ask the question. I am trying to ask you the... You're going to ask how many questions? You get three? They only got one question. Why do you get three? With all due you want to rein in Robert Mueller? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. And it shows you how dishonest. These are smear merchants. That's why nobody trusts corporate media. Uh, they are a disaster in what they're doing. They knew what they were doing was a lie. I knew what they were doing was a lie. Everybody here knows what they were doing is a lie. They know that we know they're lying, and yet they continue to lie. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let would me be ask, much better. If I, if I may okay, ask one enough. other question. Mr. President, if I may, if I may Wait, ask Peter, one other question. Are you worried? Mr. President, you repeatedly, over the course okay, of the... Just sit down, please. Well, when you, when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Joey, baby. Joey, baby. Joey, baby. This girl is on Pfizer. This girl is on Pfizer. She's hopped up on Pfizer. Good to see everybody tonight. I hope that you are doing good on this Saturday night. Tomorrow morning, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida Foundation Church. That is where I pastor. Be here tomorrow if you can. Seriously, don't go back to your COVID caving church. I talked about one recently that's just reopened right here in 
and uh, the, I don't want to say where it is because I don't know what church I'm talking about, but right in Sarasota County, there's a church that closed for another three weeks just in the month of April. Can you believe that? 14 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. Listen, I have never closed. I have never social distanced. Foundation Church has never closed for one day. Never social distance, never did COVID clumping, never did extra cleaning, never came out and fogged our chairs or anything else. Never. Not locked down for one day ever, nor will we ever. Don't go back to a church. That may sound like heresy to you. They're sweet people. They're not, it doesn't matter. Sweet, nice, heritage, whatever it is. If they didn't abide in the word of God, Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. No plague shall draw near my dwelling. If you shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Keep COVID out of my buildings, all a Christian ever needed to do. They never needed to lock down. If you're going to a church, it doesn't matter whether the pastor's sweet, syrupy, arc church, skinny jeans wearing, whatever kind of pastor he is. Don't go back unless that church never closed or if they did close and the pastors come out publicly and said i never should have closed i repent of ever closing if they just simply reopened they're going to close again for the next thing that's presented to them by klaus schwab by joe biden by kamala harris by the world economic forum by the world health organization by anthony fauci by deborah burks and what doesn't matter they'll close the next time too They'll close for climate change. That's what CNN's going to push next. That's what the WEH is going to push next. They'll close for that too. Oh, there's a lot of clouds in the sky. There's chemtrails up there. Everybody needs to close. That pastor will close again. Watch. Because they're perfectly fine. They're not strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. They're bent knee to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. That's who they, I don't care if they voted for Trump either. I don't care if they were pro-life. They bent knee. They bent their knee to Anthony Fauci. They bent their knee to the Democratic Party. They bent their knee to the World Health Organization. Don't go back. I'm not trying to recruit you. I'm trying to steer you to the right churches. You're like, well, Tom, the nearest non-COVID caving church is two hours away. Drive there. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Radical times call for radical measures. Hopefully, real Christians and real pastors will open up a church near you, or maybe you're called to open up a church. I don't know. But do not go back to a COVID-caving church. Don't do it. It doesn't matter how sweet they are. Don't go back. I'm telling you. And then let me make this let me make this clear too. If they're still mitigating, they are not open. If they're still COVID mitigating, masking, separating, extra hand washing, whatever it may be, half mask service, half half unmasked, wear your mask during worship, take your mask off when the message starts. They're closed spiritually. They're closed to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, he, how the Holy Spirit works is he works through his sword, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It's the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Actually, verse 17. So if the Word is not being preached, understand the Holy Spirit's not there. And is the Word closed? Is the Word locked down? Is the Word to wear a mask? Is the word, I believe the Bible, but you have to use wisdom too. That's not the Bible. That's not the word of God. Don't go back to these churches. I am telling you, that may seem like heresy to you, but listen, if they're not preaching the word and standing the word, what in the world were you going there to begin with? Because I can tell you, they weren't standing in the word prior to COVID either. 
And if this, these pastors right now, they still can't see the ushering in of the mark of the beast via COVID passports and COVID IDs, green cards, Excelsior passes, common passes. All these pastors right now that are telling you, don't worry about all these. This is just little things. You know, don't let the little things get in the way, you know, like vaccines and all. They're not little things. I don't really listen. Whether you get vaccinated or not is not a heaven and hell issue. I would never get vaccinated, but if that's what you do, it is. But if that's what you do, that's what you do. I would advise strongly against it. However, what what should rivet these pastors' souls is the debate that's going on about COVID passports, vaccine passports, already fully implemented in the nation of Israel, already fully implemented in the nation of Denmark, already fully implemented in China. Canada is talking to their G7 partners about doing the exact same thing. Talks are going on right here in the United States. There's an Excelsior Pass in New York City, fully implemented. Excelsior Pass means you can't go see a Rangers game without your vaccine passport. And that doesn't bother pastors. They're still sticking to their guns. We closed because we were trying to be loving neighbors and community partners to protect people's health. You still think that's what it's, what it's about? It was never about your health. So don't go back to these churches. 3385 South Access Road. Search it. See how far we are away. We are called Foundation Church. Listen, we preach the full witness of the Word of God. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus is the only way. Hellfire and brimstone, repentance. Repentance, the promises of God. God wants you well. God wants you prospered. Go to a church like that. We are at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning and 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. I'll be on 11.15 tomorrow morning, actually. 9 a.m. and 11.15 tomorrow morning. Search. See how far we are away. See, see, listen, if we're an hour, hour and a half away, be here tomorrow. If the choice is us or a COVID-caving church, come to me. I never closed and never will. I'm not saying that to try to get you. I'm saying that for your good. For your well-being, do not go back to churches like that. They are garbage churches. And, the, and sadly, 90 to 95 to 99% of churches in America are garbage churches. They all closed. They should never have closed. You don't kowtow to Anthony Fauci. You don't kowtow to the United States government. For our citizenship is in heaven. You don't kowtow. You keep your church open. Well, it could cost me my reputation. It could cost me being arrested. It could cost me my job. Then you take it on the chin. God will provide, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I kept my church open. 30 to 40% of my church left and never came back. Now we happen to be now about four times the size that we were because God is God. God doesn't worry about it. God is Romans 2.11. God is not a respecter of persons. He didn't go, you know what? I'm going to abandon Foundation Church because the wisdom class left. But what I mean by wisdom class are those that say, well, yeah, I believe the Bible, but you have to use wisdom too. That's heresy. Absolute heresy. Totally debunked in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The, the wisdom of God brings brings to, to the, I'm trying to think of the, the verse I want to use. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom didn't know God. It, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. It brings the wisdom of God, brings low the wisdom of the wise. Brings low. 
We're never supposed to mix in. So I'm telling you, if you're in the if you're in the Tampa Bay area tomorrow, Pastor Rodney Hour Brown never closed his church. Church took a pinch to got arrested for for conducting church services. Search River Church tomorrow, 9:30 a.m. Be there if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Don't go to that weak church. No, they're sweet people. They got a great kids program. Really, is it really a great kids program that closed that didn't abide in the Word of God? All these past, well, you know, we wanted to see how bad it was. And then, you know, we opened a couple months later. That's the Bible. I want you to show me the verse in the Bible. Show me the verse in the Bible where it says, let's check and see how bad it is. Show me the verse in the Bible that says, you know, I see Psalm 91 where it says, no plague shall draw near thy dwelling. I see that, but you also have to use wisdom. We're, we're in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, where it says that Jesus took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. But you have to use wisdom. Show me that in the Word of God, where it says that you're supposed to funnel God's Word through the prism of human wisdom. Explain that to me. You strain out the Word of God through the wisdom of people? Don't go to churches like that. Well, you know, they're so sweet, and apparently, you know, the pastor's got that great syrupy southern art church draw to him that he's worked on. He's honed that craft in front of a mirror for 10 years, and now he sounds like every other art church pastor. He never tells me anything that rivets my soul, never tells me anything that convicts me, never tells me anything that offends me, so it's nice and easy there. Don't go there. I'm telling you, there's a reason why the Word of God says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, that the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Because all these syrupy, sweet, skinny jeans wearing latte sucking bent knee bent over pastors butt kissers to the democratic party boot lickers to anthony fauci there's a reason why they are the way that they are they're not biblical that's why they don't study the word of god they don't they don't know they're supposed to stand in it and even if they do they're destroyed for lack of knowledge right we know that verse proverbs 29 18 my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge i'll also reject you Actually, that's Hosea 4, 6. The other one is where Proverbs 29, 18 is where there is no vision. The people perish. What's the second part of Hosea 4, 6? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. Rejected it. I will also reject you. It also says right after that, you will no longer be my priests. You'll no longer be my spokesman because you've rejected the word that I've given you. You don't strain out God's word with your wisdom. You do not do it and do not go back. 3385 South Excess Road, Inglewood, Florida. Search it. See how far we are away. We will have room for you. Be here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., 11, 15 a.m. Also, if you can't get here, watch me with the on Facebook or all other platforms. We have so many platforms going right now. I don't can't remember what they all are. It's actually overwhelms my mind when I'm about to tell you to watch. So watch on all our various platforms. Aaron's make sure you throw those flow those across the screen at various times. You can watch us on Facebook Live tomorrow on our own. On, uh, what's, our, what's our church one called? FCFL.tv. You can watch, uh, watch us on all that. But I come on to 9 a.m. service. I'll come on about 9.50. And the 11.15 a.m. service, I'll come on about noon. So you can watch, watch me live then too. And listen, if you want the Bible, the Bible's everything. Bible, 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 Bible. Just like Joe, was, Joe, Joe Biden, Joey baby, Joey baby, Joey baby, play it, Aaron. Joey baby, Joey baby. I, don't know if I hope they can hear Joey it out there. baby, <laughs> Joey baby. Well, here it's Bible, 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 Bible. 
All right, listen, I want to talk to you tonight about the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And if you don't know about them already, and listen, again, this pains me to talk about this stuff to a degree. I've never been a huge fan of the feds to begin with. I'm a local cop, was a local cop right here, Sarasota County, Florida, 1992 through 2017, 25 years in a day. But the FBI has gone totally rogue. The FBI is nothing but the brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party. You need to know that. Ask yourself, when, when was the last time you saw a, an FBI SWAT team at a Democratic Party member's house? Name it. I mean, you have Al Sharpton who owes millions of dollars in back taxes. That's, that's a felony. I mean, there, it's been years. It's been decades he's owned it. You have Hunter Biden has known crimes on his laptop. Hillary Clinton multiple felonies with with her computer and her her various 30,000 deleted emails, which were all subpoenaed governmental congressional evidence, subpoenaed congressional evidence, multiple felonies. No SWAT teams ever show up at their house. They send SWAT teams for Roger Stone, for Rudy Giuliani, which we'll get to in a minute. For what? Rudy Giuliani for failing to register as a foreign agent, just so everybody knows, that means you're a lobbyist for a foreign entity. That's why you sent not foreign agent like according to Mission Impossible. This is foreign agent does not mean anything insidious. Just means you're a representative for a foreign company or foreign business, which he wasn't. FARA violation is what they, FARA violations are normally reserved for fines and being warned about. But what did Rudy Giuliani get? A SWAT team and a search warrant at his house. Roger Stone, FBI SWAT team. Michael Flynn, FBI SWAT team. That's what these people get. For what, what, When does this happen for any Democrats? Ever. And you're like, why, do, why does a pastor of a church talk about it? Because it's the Bible. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. Both found in the book of Proverbs. You don't have differing weights and differing measures. Justice is supposed to be blind and equitable to all. Equally applied to all. It's not. The FBI is nothing more than the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. That is the way that it's gone. Play the Jesse Waters clip for me. (laughs) I don't think Trump's ever going to be able to hire another attorney. That's a death wish. But to Juan's point, Juan, he did lobby his dad. We saw the emails. He set up meetings with Burisma officials. That's already on the record. So that's case closed. Um, I, I, when I saw this raid, I thought to myself, this is just payback for Rudy blowing up the president's son's scandal. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to go in there and they're going to seize his electronics and they're going to have a roadmap to see how the scandal happened and then they can mop it up. There's no way Hunter's ever going to get charged with anything by Biden's Department of Justice. And everybody knows that now. And everybody also knows for a FARA violation, you don't kick down doors and seize people's computers. You do that for drug traffickers or flight risks. You don't do that for a FARA violation, which is yeah. basically you let your maybe license get expired or your registration on your car lapses. If anything, you might have to pay a small fine. But Mueller, he's been using this against the Trump people to sink his teeth in, and then he lays perjury traps. And this is what Joe and Obama did to everybody. Remember, they targeted the Tea Party. They took out Petraeus and Chris Christie with fake scandals because they were going to run for president. And then they sent undercover agents into the Trump campaign and wiretapped them with doctored warrants. And Biden himself cooked up the fling sting. And you're not seeing a pattern here? I mean, no. come on. These guys are brutal. These guys are rough. 
And you see, this should actually rivet the one Democrat, you can bring it back to me, the one Democrat that's actually on the five, Juan Williams. It should actually rivet his soul. It doesn't because Juan Williams is a principalist hack. And so is everybody in the Democratic Party. Did I say everybody? Yes. Everybody in the Democratic Party is a principalist hack. That's who they are. Because where, why are they not speaking out again about this? Whatever happened to the liberal wing of the Democratic Party is liberal versus conservative. Liberal is kind of live, let live. Progressive is Nazism. What happened to the, what happened to the traditional liberals you, you, who fought the man, who are against the man, allegedly Antifa, anti-fascism on the street, right? How, where are they? Why, why are you not protesting that for a FARA violation, you have the former mayor, the greatest mayor in the history of New York City, the former district attorney for New York City, the man who locked up John Gotti is having his house raided under a FARA warrant for one FARA violation. And where, Juan Williams doesn't care? Where's, where are the liberals? Where, where's the Democratic Party? They don't care because it's not happening to them. I mean, how do you not have a mindset of this could turn against me someday? It amazes me that people don't do it. As I said a couple weeks ago or a couple podcasts ago, Democrats remind me of Wild E. Coyote in the Roadrunner cartoons. Remember, he would sit out on his own branch and uh, sit out and saw off the limb that he's sitting on. It's amazing that people don't see that this can turn on you. If you let law enforcement go rogue, it will eventually turn on you. Ask everybody who sat under Stalin. Ask everybody who sat under Hitler, under Mao, under Mussolini, anybody else you want, Nicolas Maduro, right, Maduro right now in Venezuela. Ask them. It will always, it doesn't matter that it doesn't start off turning on you. Eventually it will turn on you too. It will happen. It's, it's like I say to the liberals all the time, just because you're out there militating hyper-progressive ideology does not mean that eventually the woke culture won't cancel you too. You may not be black enough. You may not be woke enough. You may not be liberal enough. You may not have said all the mantras you're supposed to say. You may not have apologized the way that you're supposed to apologize. Eventually, it will turn on you, Juan Williams, and every other Democrat that sees that video or sees this video. Eventually, the FBI will turn on you. Aren't you concerned that if, if the FBI is going to u- be used as a rogue operation, that the next Republican comes in and he only arrests Democrats and the next Democrat comes in and he only arrests, arrests Republicans? This should bother people, but it doesn't. Here's Rudy on it. Play it for me. The agents seemed somewhat apologetic, I might say. They were very, very professional and very gentlemanly. The only time they got perturbed is at the end of the surge when they had taken about I'd say seven or eight electronic items of mine, which is what they took, and, and two of someone else's. I, uh, th- they weren't taking the three hard drives, which of course are electronic devices. They just mimic the, the computer. I said, well, don't you want these? And they said, what are they? I said, those are Hunter Biden's hard drives. And they said, no, 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 no. I said, are you sure you don't want them? I mean, the, the warrant required them to take it. And they said, no, no. And I, one last time, I said, don't you think you should take it to comp-? And they said, no. Now, Hunter Biden's hard drives fall within the scope of the subpoena. The subpoena required them to take all electronics, but they decided to leave that behind. And they also were completely content to rely on my word that these were Hunter Biden's hard drives. I mean, they could have been Donald Trump's. They could have been Vladimir Putin's. 
They could have been anybody's. But they relied on me, the man who had to be raided in the morning, uh, because I, well, I'm going to destroy the evidence. I've known about this for two years, uh, Tucker. I could have destroyed the evidence years ago. A year, I didn't destroy the evidence because the evidence is exculpatory. And the most startling thing about this is what he said towards the end. And I can tell you this as a former law enforcement officer, is you're, if you're executing a warrant, you're going to take the word of the person that you're executing the warrant against. So when Rudy Giuliani tells them, you know what, you're supposed to take your, what they're supposed to do is go in there and gather up every electronic device in his apartment in Manhattan. Every single electronic device, which includes all hard drives, all phones, all laptops, all iPads, all cell phones, everything. And then he says, well, here's two hard drives. They're Hunter Biden's. Aren't you going to take them? How do they know as the cops that there's not all sorts of criminal material on there? They take the word of the person they have a warrant sworn out against. Not they take his word that that's what's on those hard drives and then they don't pick them up. You know what that's a sign of? Are you ready? Corruption. What they don't want any part of that. Why would that be? All you had to do to scare them off was use the name of the president of the United States. The last name, I know he's talking about Hunter, but the last name, they're scared. They don't want any part of it. Being why? Because they are his personal enforcement wing they are his personal security they're no different than the mafia the fbi is no different than the mafia all right next one fbi photos the fbi needs here's what the fbi is on and about doing going after dangerous assailants like this woman the fbi needs help identifying people involved in the january 6 riots this is from twitter and this is just from yesterday. This is what they're doing every day. They're going to Rudy Giuliani's apartment, executing search warrants on, on FARA violations. And they're looking for this woman. I mean, she's a grievous threat to the national security of the United States of America, isn't she? She's a, that's a scary woman, right? Here's another thing they're doing. Here we go. Insane. He was shocked to come out of his bedroom with seven guns, seven guns, Pointing at him and his wife, seven guns from the FBI. The couple was handcuffed and interrogated for the better part of three hours. In the end, it was a case of of mistaken identity. This is from the January 6th manhunt. Next one. There you go. American Stasi. The agents then claimed, this is from that couple, that mistaken identity, raiding their home, seven guns pointed at them, interrogated for three hours, all over what? You know, I'll give you a precursor. You know what it's all about? Nancy Pelosi's laptop that was taken. So you have the FBI going around the country, raiding people's homes for a theft. The agents then claimed they had positively identified Marilyn as being in the Capitol. That's the woman who had the guns pointed at her in the Capitol building, and that they wanted to know who she was working with. Marilyn said she tried to be respectful, but couldn't help but laugh. All right, David J. Harris tweet. There you go. That's that's who they were looking for and trying to match. With the, and they had the case of, of, of missing identity. So let me just read you the list here. Violent FBI raid of this couple. Both handcuffed and interrogated for three hours, looking for Pelosi's laptop, and it ended in a case of missing identity, of mistaken identity. All for what? Nancy Pelosi's laptop. So what is the FBI? Remember, this is all over the country. Where was this? Where did this occur at? Alaska. 
This They raided these people's, I believe it's like a vitamin store in Alaska, pointed seven guns at them, interrogate, handcuffed them, interrogated them for three hours for what? Nancy Pelosi's laptop. So let me ask you this. If it was Mike Pompeo's laptop, would the FBI be doing this? Absolutely not. And remember, the FBI is corrupt from top to bottom. Rank and file too. I hear Sean Hannity say the the rank and file guys are good. It's just the upper echelon. Sean Hannity is wrong because the, uh, the rank and file could refuse to do stupid, unmerited law enforcement, really unconstitutional law enforcement, hunting all these people down. I mean, I hope these people sue the living tar out of the FBI for what they did. Mistaken identity. They they did not have just cause to raid their house, point guns at them. And I'm a former cop. I listen. I get law. I am in favor of, of local law enforcement. The FBI needs to be disbanded yesterday. The FBI is nothing more than the Gestapo for the Democratic Party. Put the next one up. Here's another one. Just like Gettysburg. <laughs> New arraignment at 2 p.m. today for Sarah Carpenter of Queens. What was she guilty of? She was guilty of being at the January 6th riot, right? New York, who is accused of illegally entering the Capitol on January 6th, recording videos and carrying a tambourine. That's that's what that's what our FBI is. I don't even like to call them because I do not want to claim them because they're corrupt. That's what our FBI is on and about doing. Spending, they got 300 people, I believe, in custody from the January 6th riot. Treating people, there's people who can't, who have nothing more. What did, what did you do? What are you guilty of if you, if you went in there? Here's what you could be guilty of. Vandalism or trespass. They didn't harm anybody. There's no battery charges. There aren't. The, Officer Sicknick is now public knowledge after the media lied about it. Of course, because the media is what? You got the FBI is the Gestapo. For the Democratic Party. The media is the propaganda arm, the Joseph Goebbels of the Democratic Party. So they lied for months saying that Officer Sicknick died after Capitol rioters hit him over the head with a fire extinguisher. That was bullface lie. It's absolutely not true. He died of natural causes. So the only person shot and killed was Ashley Babbitt, unarmed, shot and killed, going through the window of a door. Unarmed and unwarned. Shot and killed, shot right through the neck, died right there on the spot. And this is what the FBI has put 300 people in custody for? And you should see the people that are in charge of the Justice Department now. They are scary, leftist, progressive, Stalinist hacks. That's who's in charge. You think of the FBI come knocking on my door, I'd answer it? No chance. I will never talk to the Gestapo. Ever. All right, switching to COVID. Bright light news tweet. Anti-lockdown protest in Montreal. Bring it back to me real quick, Aaron. The reason why I show you guys this stuff, and you can just yeah, throw that video on, just, just mute it. I'll talk over it. The reason why I show you guys this stuff is because I want you to know that you are not alone. Look at all these people. You're not alone. Look at them all. This is in Montreal. Where are the masks? The only time they put masks on is when the Gestapo shows up and starts dragging people away. Hey, Aaron, go to the next video for me. Murray Oaks, there you go. I just want you to know, you're not alone. Look at this. Look at all the, you can give it some volume. I'll talk, I'll just yell over it. Just want you to see it. Look at this. 
You think you're alone? They will try to trick you. The media will try. I don't know why they're showing pictures. Oh, they're trying to show you way back. Look at all those people back there. I'm glad I noticed that before. I'm trying to show you that you're not by yourself. Look at all these people. You're not alone. Now, of course, what has to happen is the Gestapo shows up. And real quick, Aaron, bring it back to me real quick. And see, this is what makes me sick. I, I mean, to the place of puking, wretched sickness about these cops. I, I can't believe it because now we're getting down to the cops that I allegedly support, right? The local cops. How could you allow yourself as a police officer? How does it not? How, I just, and I, I've used this term a couple times already, and I may use it a couple times again. How does it not rivet your soul as a cop to be arresting people for not wearing a mask? How can that not something on the inside of your spirit tell you, man, I feel like a member of the Gestapo right now. I, man, I feel like I should have a brown shirt on right now, a swastika on my arm. How does it not make you feel like that? I am telling you right now, I would never have made any of these arrests. I used to tell my wife this and other cops that I worked with. The day comes when they make you arrest people for spanking their kids. I'm gone. The day comes that they make you arrest, they make you arrest people for, uh, you know, because they take away the Second Amendment. I'm gone or they fraudulently take away the Second Amendment or don't enforce the Second Amendment and start confiscating people's guns. I will not do it. Not these cowards. They are bull-faced cowards, these cops. Just like the ones that arrested Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. Bold-faced cowards. You got to say, you got to come up to a place in time in your life when you say no. I have great video footage of Italian cops pulling their helmets off and said no more. We're not going to tackle these people in these crowds anymore for a virus for it with a 99.9% post-infection survival rate. What are you saving people from? So here the cops show up with a Montreal peaceful COVID-19 rally. You can play it for me. Here they are. Look at this. What's his, what did he do wrong? Um, he was not wearing a mask. I mean, here they all are, the masked cops. Look at them with their, see if you can freeze one, Aaron, with their, with their giant face masks on yeah right there just let it go a little bit further and get this guy over here right there there you go that guy there look at that i mean what kind of deal let I me mean, ask yourself right now what is that guy he's probably 40 what is that guy protecting himself from if you if you are you have that mask on right there you have to be thinking there's something that's going to kill you right and here we are 15 months into 15 days the flatten the curve and you have this fool this idiot right here yes cop idiot Wearing these masks for what? He's 40 years old. The guy next to him to my left, to his right. He's probably in his 30s or 40s. What's your chances if they, if somebody came up and, and French kissed COVID into their mouth and they caught COVID, what are their odds of dying of COVID-19? What are their odds? Their survival rate is 99.98% better than it is for them with the flu. COVID's worse for older people with the in reference to the flu, but not even close to being as deadly for the young. Play it for me, Aaron. And what this guy's offense got ARs, the guy with an AR-15. Their offense. And it's funny because look at all the other people without masks on. You can't arrest them all. Look what happens here. Look at that, right around his throat. Thought you were trying to save lives, right? You're saving lives. 
You can bring it back to me. I'm absolutely ashamed. I'm ashamed of law enforcement. Not all law enforcement. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of the law enforcement ankle grabbers. That you can't stand up and say, you know what? I've seen the cops that put out the videos. Those guys standing in righteousness. Well, I can't, Tom. I might lose my job. So losing your soul, losing your soul, going out and knowingly violating the Constitution of the United States or Canada, knowing that you're going out and violating the Constitution, it's more important to you to keep your job than to keep your word, to keep your integrity. It's more important for you to keep your job than to keep your soul. And I'm not, I am not somebody on the outside speaking into this who hates cops. I love cops. I was a cop 25 years straight as a cop and basically street level cop my whole career. So I love cops, but I'm telling you right now, there is a portion of them. I don't know how big it's sizable. I hope it's not most that will do anything they're told, whether it violates their integrity, whether it violates their oath, oath, oath of office, whether it violates common sense. It should bother you greatly that you're tackling somebody to the ground, putting your hand over their throat in the name of mask wearing. All right, next one, Aaron. Dr. Samadhi, this is real. Head, this is a real headline from the Guardian. This is from the Guardian. Did I, did I separate it out? Or? No, I didn't. Okay, here's the headline. People in England urged to be patient amid reports hugging may soon be allowed. Oh my gosh. Bring it back to me. Oh my gosh. We're going to allow, the, they're going to allow us, our masters, our lords, our rulers are going to allow us to hug again. Now, what's the sad part about it? There's lots of people standing up. I could show you one video after another of the, the protests in, in London by the hundreds of thousands of people. So it's not everybody, but there's lots of people that are going, oh, thank you. We get the hug again. Thank you. And I want everybody to know out there, I'm not asking. I'm not asking whether I can hug. I'm not asking whether I can buy an AR-15. I'm not asking if I can go to church. I'm not asking whether or not I should wear a mask. I'm, not, I'm doing whatever I want, period. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I choose to be free and I'm not asking, period. All right, go to the next one, Aaron. I am tweet. Argentina was one of the earliest countries in the world to mandate masks back on April 14th. April 14th, when cases were incredibly low. April 14th, that's last year. So, uh, why are they so high now despite not removing their mask mandate? Okay, put it up. So here's the slide. So here's where their mask mandate was, right? Back in April of 2020. 2020. So you're, you're like, they still haven't lifted it. So if masks work, why do they have cases on the last date on them on the slide is 42721. So a year and 10 months, so 375 days later. 375 days later, here we are, and they still if masks work, why are why do they have any cases? And if masks work, why are their cases skyrocketing? And see, I would say the opposite of you know to the whole argument. Masks actually make COVID worse. 
It lowers your immune system. You sit around all day getting 20 to 30% less oxygen than you need, breathing in your own bacteria. And this is the same science that, that I've been espousing. This is deep now. Deep science. I've espoused this to my church and on the podcast. Deep science. You know what you're supposed to do with what you exhale? You're supposed to exhale it. That's deep, isn't it? You're not supposed to inhale what you exhale. That's deep. I mean, you know, a cop right here, my, my formal education, my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, the most useless degree on the planet from the University of Central Florida. My bachelor's degree in criminal justice has given me that sort of amplitude of knowledge that you're not supposed to breathe in that which you exhale all day, every day. Well, lo and behold, their cases are going through the roof. Speaking of masking, now when you hear Bongino on this video say the deuce, he's talking about double masking. Play it for me. Here's Joy Reid rocking the deuce while running outside. <laughs> Dr. Gupta, I am among the fully vaccinated, uh, joined Team Pfizer, uh, and I did go jogging today in the park, uh, and I did, this was the mask that I wore with a doctor's mask under it. And most of the people that I saw that were in the park, the park was packed, I would say like 95% of the people still had masks on. There are people who are getting really upset about that. I won't name them. Should people be freaking out that some people like myself who are vaccinated are still wearing masks outdoors? Should we do that? I can't. <laughs> Nobody's freaking out. We're laughing at you. That's not freaking out. On one hand. Everybody get vaccinated. It's the greatest vaccine ever in the history of humankind. Joe Biden had a big role. He actually had no role in it other than the distribution. At the same time, bragging that you're jogging under, under uh, oxygen deprivation conditions, rocking the Dusaruski while you're fully vaccinated. <laughs> Only on MSNBC does that pass a sanity test. You just heard. There you go. Now, you think about that woman. She's outside by herself jogging, double-masked, and vaccinated. See, because this thing has never been about your health. It's actually, for someone like Joy Reid, it's her religion. Her, her rosary beads are her mask. Her priestly robes are her mask. Her support of her religion, her sign of devotion, her morning devotions, her sign of devotion, her clothing, her priestly robes of devotion to Anthony Fauci, to the Democratic Party, and for all of those Christians out there, do you look like Joy Reid in any way, shape, or form? Because you need to understand the demon that that woman is. A baby butchering, pro-homosexual monstrosity. And you espouse the same health virtues as she does? A double masker out jogging alone? You shouldn't look anything like people like that. Her, those are her priestly robes. That's her, her, her devotion to the religion of Covetology, of Fauciology, a branch Covidian, as Steve Day says. That's, that's what it is. It's a religion for these people. Put the next one up. Let's look at some more facts. I am tweet. Both Norway and Sweden saw flu disappear. Disappear. What a miracle. At exactly the same time in 2020 and haven't seen it return. Some, inter some interventions in Norway work to beat COVID and flu, but lack of interventions in Sweden control flu, but not COVID. Got it? That's, 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 the, that's the propaganda. Look at it. Total and complete 
opposite approaches. One, Norway through the roof with COVID mitigations, masks, lockdowns, still are masked, lockdowns. And look at the graph. Sweden didn't do anything and they were better off. Better. You're like, how could that be? Just leave that up there. How could that be? Because none of it makes a difference with a virus. It's too small to, for man to control. So whether you mitigate or not, that's what your graph will look like no matter what. All right, next one. Uh, Orloff tweet. It's not about a, vi- about a virus. It's about control. Put the pics up. There it is right there. Explain to me why you'd be swabbing kids. Explain to me why they're social distance. They are not significant vectors of COVID-19. They don't carry it and they don't spread it. So why are you swabbing their brain with your giant six to eight inch long PCR test swab? Why? There's absolutely, there's no, there's absolutely no logic to it whatsoever, period. There's no logic at all. So why are you doing it? Religious devotion. That's all that it is. Listen, you, you people might say, well, you're a religious. No, I'm not a religious man. I'm in relationship with God through Christ. Nothing that I do is religious. Religion means repetition, just meaningless repetition. That's what mask wearing is for children. That's what mask wearing is for everybody. That's what vaccinations are. Did you remember earlier? Uh, you had Joy Reid and then that video I played earlier with the girl who's on Pfizer. These people are now, uh, yeah, play it for a second here. This girl is on Pfizer. All right, now look at this. Now bring it back to me. So here's the thing. See, these people are actually going into, they're, they're proud. It's actually like they're wearing a crucifix around. They're proud of the camp that they're in. It's like Joy Reese said, I'm a, you know, I'm a Pfizer person. And this girl, this girl is on Pfizer. These, these are not just a few people. There's all kinds. I'm an AstraZeneca person. I'm a Johnson and Johnson person. These people are proud. This is the weirdest time ever in the history of my life absolutely the weirdest time it's so weird watching the president i mean i don't even want to call him the president the man masquerading as president if you you watch the different ceremonies that he goes to it's literally like it's 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 a play that somebody put on it's like it's not real this this art the culture that we're in right now is the weirdest place i've ever seen in my 52 years on planet earth that you're sitting there identifying yourself. What happened to the to the fight the man Democratic Party? Now you align yourself with globalist country uh, companies like Pfizer. So now you're a Pfizer girl. You know you're an AstraZeneca girl. You're an AstraZeneca guy, and you're a flaming hot progressive who who has who has aligned themselves with a multinationalist globalist multi billion dollar company. What happened to you, fight the man person? What happened? All right, next one. All right, the Wall Street Journal. Masks will be required required on planes, buses, and trains and other modes of transportation through the summer as the Biden administration extends, extends, extends its federal mask mandate. Again, congratulations to all the Christians out there who closed your churches because look at what you've licensed. You're like, Tom, there's only so much the church can do. No, the church is filled with the Holy Spirit. Nobody else is. So we do not have limitations. We set the standard. You closed, and now you have 
Little Mussolini's running around, little Stalinists running around. And like I've told you, I've nicknamed them now for ease of conversation, power pervs. So now you have the power pervs like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden running around, the Andrew Cuomo's, the Phil Murphy's, the Tom Wolf's, the Gavin Newsom's, the Kate Brown's, uh, anybody else you want to name on the Democratic side, the power pervs. Let's extend the mitigations. Let's extend our control. And what do all the evangelical pastors do? I'm talking about Church of God. I'm talking about Assembly of God. I'm talking about non-denominational. I'm talking about our churches. What do they all do? Grab their ankles and follow Anthony Fauci straight to hell. I don't get it. I honestly do not get it. Why would you follow Anthony Fauci straight to hell on earth? I will never understand that at all. Here's some great stuff, though. This is on my Republican section. Now we're off of COVID. Now we're moving on to Republicans. This is from Donaldo Trumpo, one of my favorite sites on Twitter. Here's Mitt Romney at the Utah Republican Convention. Play it for me. So what do you think about President Biden's first 100 days? Don't even try, Mitt. Now, you know me as a person who... uh, who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. And I'm also no fan. Aren't you embarrassed? You should be embarrassed, Nick. And I'm also no fan of the president's. You get what you deserve, old mittens. Hey, Willard, you get what you deserve. You know, there's nobody. I was talking to Aaron and Tommy before the show. And there's nobody, there's nobody that I think less of than Mitt Romney. Honestly, even worse than Maxine Waters, worse than Nancy Pelosi, Biden, Schumer, Adam Schiff, anybody you can name, because you, you already know what they are. You know they're ignorant wretches. But what he is, is the worst of all. What's that? A fraud. He's a complete fraud. He is. Rhino does not. Rhino's not good enough anymore. Republican in name only. That is not good enough anymore. What they are, people like Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, uh, Liz Cheney, all of those, what they are are Democratic Party shills. That's who they are. That's, you know, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they were Democratic Party plants. And here's the thing. I'm not even, I'm registered Republican because that's what I'm closest to. But what I am is a conservative. And see, what I want is for conservatism, actual conservatism, to be implemented by the people that I elect. I want conservatism. But see, the problem is in Washington, it's really like a traveling roadshow or a traveling off-Broadway play. And what it is, is you have roles. And people come up and say, you know what? We have three openings at Republican and four openings at Democrat. Who wants those roles? Well, all the, you know, all the Republican roles were already taken, so I'll be a Democrat. Or all the Democrat roles were already taken, so I'll be a Republican. These people don't really care whether it's Mitch McConnell or Ben Sass. Now, you have Ben Sass. You have men of conviction like Jim Jordan and, and Devin Nunes and people like that, people of conviction. Uh, Rand Paul, they have conviction. They're up there to actually try to institute conservatism. Everybody else is simply playing a role. They espouse lines. You'll have Ben Sass at a pro-life hearing, espouse pro-life verbiage, but then does nothing to limit abortion. 
does nothing, actively fights against the president, President President Trump, who is the greatest pro-life president, dwarfs, dwarfs Ronald Reagan. Stop telling me about Reagan. Dwarfs Ronald Reagan as far as being pro-life. Defunded to the tune of $600 million Planned Parenthood. Defunded worldwide abortions that were funded by the United States. And then you have Ben Sass vote to impeach him. So what is Ben Sass? What is Liz Cheney? Are they really conservatives? trying to usher in conservatism or are they there playing a role because it will make them rich and famous they're actors that's all that they are trump i mean not trump tucker sums this up play it for me good evening and welcome to tucker carlson tonight happy friday a lot going on but some big trends too and you think about them you often wonder what is going on and for quite some time now we've wondered what's going on with congressional republicans a lot of nice people in the republican party But the point of a political party is not to be nice, it's to represent the interests of its voters. That's the only reason political parties exist in the first place. There's no other reason to have them except to represent their own voters. Yet year after year, on issue after issue, the leadership of the Republican Party fails to represent its voters. And we're not guessing about that. We know what Republican voters care about. They tell pollsters all the time. And since they kept getting ignored in 2016, they elected Donald Trump just to make it incredibly clear what they cared about. If that wasn't a wake-up call, nothing would be. And yet nothing really changed. It remains true as of right now that the priorities of the people who run the Republican Party are very different, in some cases completely different, from the priorities of the people who vote Republican. Why is that? Well, there are a lot of reasons for it, probably, but Frank Luntz is definitely one of those reasons. Luntz, Dr. Frank I. Luntz, as he is often called at his request, is the Republican Party's longest-serving message man. For decades, Frank Luntz has told elected Republicans what to say and precisely how to say it. Luntz massages language for politicians. He does it now. Just this week, in fact, the National Republican Congressional Committee, the NRCC, invited Luntz to Florida for its so-called policy summit, where he was asked to weigh in on the hot topics Luntz's job was to tell Republicans, office holders, people with power, how to think about the most important issues of the day. Now, we didn't hear the presentation, but there's no doubt it was compelling. Frank Luntz is a smooth salesman. That's why he's been around for a while. The problem with Frank Luntz is that his views, his personal views, are very different from those of your average Republican voter. Frank Luntz is a conventional liberal. His main clients are left-wing corporations like Google. When Frank Luntz gives advice to congressional Republicans, he's got Google's perspective in mind. That's a huge problem. We wanted to talk to Luntz about all of this on the show tonight. Nothing personal, but it's interesting and it's important. So we texted him an invitation this morning, but he did not respond. That's odd since we've known him well for a long time. In 2019, for example, he tweeted us this greeting, which tells you a lot about the kind of person Frank Luntz is. Quote, this Thanksgiving, let's give thanks to the men and women of the FBI, the CIA, and the Intel services. That's literally what the message said. It's on the screen. Even on Thanksgiving, Frank Luntz takes time to bow before the powerful. So why does Frank Luntz remain a fixture in Republican politics at a time when the companies he works for are opposed to the Republican Party, explicitly so. Well, in part because he is particularly close to the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy of California, and has been since McCarthy entered politics. In an interview earlier this year, Luntz described Kevin McCarthy as a personal friend. And that relationship gives Frank Luntz outsized influence over the Republican Party's policy positions. 
the big ones. Take the border crisis. Frank Luntz's view of immigration is very much like Google's view of immigration. America needs a lot more immigration right away. And anyone who disagrees with that is a racist. Now, rather than simply say that out loud, rather than make the case for his own opinions, Frank Luntz slyly dresses up his own personal opinions as social science. He'll conduct something called a focus group. That's a moderated conversation between several people that has, in fact, no actual relevance to anything. It's just random people yammering. Your 90-second exchange with the UPS guy this morning meant more than a Frank Luntz focus group. And yet, purely on the basis of that irrelevant conversation, Luntz manages to make pronouncements about the country and how the Republican Party should respond to it. Most of those pronouncements, as you can imagine, tend to comport perfectly with his own views, as well as with the views of Google executives. All right, back to me. Axio. Now, who did Frank Luntz meet with this weekend? Uh, Donald J. Trump. You see, this is the problem. And, and Kevin McCarthy has met with Donald J. Trump. Kevin McCarthy is a Republican actor. He's not a true Republican. He's not there to usher in conservative principles. I'll everybody understand the difference between somebody who says and somebody who believes. We have a, that's, that's, that is actually the moniker of the modern church. You have lots of Christians who say, but very few who actually believe because it showed they don't believe the Bible when they close their churches for a virus with a 99.997% post-infection survival rate. How is that, how is that Christ-like to close your church? How is that Christ-like to save lives? Whose life? Whose life are you saving with a virus with that level of survivability? Whose life are you saving? It's theatrics. And that's all that Kevin McCarthy is. It's pure theatrics. He went and blasted Trump after the quote-unquote insurrection. Blasted Trump from the House floor. But yet Trump still meets with these people. And I'll tell you, that's why he's not president right now, is because of people like Kevin McCarthy, because of people like his own daughter and Jared Kushner and other people that he allows in his circle. He needs to go and beg Steve Bannon. Beg him. Steve, please come in and run my entire campaign until I'm president again and then come in and be my White House chief of staff. He needs to beg Steve Bannon to do that. Those are the people that he needs around him. People like that, not people like this. He doesn't need to be meeting. I mean, who's Frank Luntz represents Google, represents Apple, represents Democrats. That's his true heart. And you're meeting with this guy. All right, switching topics, going to Democrats and race now. Ian Miles Chong, video only. Liberal white women make excuses for violent idiots that make everyone else look bad. It's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Listen to what these women say. Play it for me. If you're being violent, if you're destroying property, I don't think that's cool. I think it's an okay form of protest. Hey, I'm Lisa with The Daily Caller. Today we are north of Minneapolis in Brooklyn Center, and we're in Washington, D.C., asking people what they think of riots and looting. Let's see what they say. What do you think about rioting? A lot of the looting that happened in Ferguson, just like here, is only caused by opportunists. Like, change needs to be made, and if it's not getting done in the traditional avenues, then rioting is a good option. I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, the people that were looting are not from this area. If rioting is what gets people's attention, then I think that's necessary. When there's something like this goes on, the opportunistic people come out and they try to 
dehumanizes. I mean, I think all violence is bad violence, but in the case when systems aren't responding to any other forms of change, I can understand people getting frustrated to the point that they need to take other avenues. We ain't gotta be out here doing the dumb shit. The one that is doing the dumb shit is the one that's, that's taking this shit to a different toe. I think that there's a lot of systematic oppression within the United States and that looting and rioting is very small in comparison to that. Those are two different separate we have protesters and then we have rioters. We're human and, and, and we want to be treated with respect, so we got to come out here and show we are human and bring respect. I do think that rioting is okay. And they disguise themselves as protesters, but really they're just out here just to cause damage. And when the damage is done, they go back to their neighborhoods and they're back to their communities where none of this is going on. I hesitate on when there's violence involved, but I also understand that when violence is involved, it's normally because there's no other way to get your point across. These little kids that have to look out here and see this, <laughs> and nobody is concerned. I don't think writing or any form of violence is okay, but I also understand that their like, voices have been silenced for a long time. A lot of rioters are just kind of using the situation to just steal stuff, and I don't think, I don't stand by that. You know, they feel like they're silenced, so that's what they're doing to make it loud and everyone can hear them. So yeah, I support it. Mm -hmm. That's not how it should be. That shouldn't be the norm. That shouldn't be happening at all. It's really gross. You feel for the people that the businesses and all that, but at the same time, both sides of the aisle do it. And there, people are just pointing fingers right now. Peaceful protest is more impact, has more impact on what's going on. Martin Luther King said something similar in his uh, letters to Birmingham jail, similar to something like um, the riot is the voice of the, uh, the unheard. I, I'm uh, strongly against anyone damaging a store or uh, looting, that type of thing. I think that that's excessive. When it comes to these riots, it's just the community saying enough is enough. How can you tell somebody, you know, the, the rage that you're feeling, like, you know, channel your rage or this, there's better ways to do stuff because you don't know what somebody's going through internally. Uh, if you feel like you need to lash out, then don't get mad when people, you know, address you as a as a looter or a rioter. There you go. All right, back to me. So there you go. It's so funny to me that people who are totally unaffected by riots are in favor of riots. That's amazing because most of the businesses that get burned down, I'm not saying that most of them are black, but they're all inner city businesses. The businesses that have absolutely nothing to do with Derek Chauvin and George Floyd, nothing to do with Garrett Roth. I mean, nothing to do with any of the recent police shootings that, that have happened or police killings that have happened, justified or not. And, you know, a lot of them are justified. But the people who have absolutely, there's no consequence for them when it comes to rioting are okay with it. And then the people that you actually see that are living there don't want it. But yet the white, you know, sort of uh, elitist is on the street saying, I am in favor of it. I mean, the hypocrisy, I just, I just want to ask them point blank. What if it was your parents? Like you know, all those, you know, those white girls on there saying, you know what? We, we understand the rioting. We understand the looting. If it was your parents store, it would be you'd be completely affronted and offended and bothered and feel like you were not receiving proper justice, but because it doesn't affect you and see, that's the whole problem with our culture is if it doesn't affect you, you're fine with it. That's the problem. That's the, that's the MO of our culture right now. I'm absolutely fine as long as it doesn't affect me. All the pastors closing down their churches, there's no pastors that have lost their jobs. None. There's no pastors that have lost their jobs. Just their congregations have lost their jobs. 60% of, of businesses that have closed since COVID began will never reopen again. And let me bring this up to you. Speaking of COVID again, 
And you're like, Tom, why do you have to always talk about COVID? Because it's running the entire world. 270 million people right now are starving to death because of COVID. Right. You, three, allegedly 3 million people have died of COVID, but 270 million people are dying as a result of the response to COVID. Tell me how that makes sense. Tell me how that makes sense. Many of them children by the hundreds and hundreds of thousands, by the millions are kids. And you have these uh, soccer mom Christians who wearing their masks around who locked down and had their quarantine day one. We're making apple muffins today and, and, and quarantine day seven. We're making gingerbread, men Today we're going to go out and gather leaves and, you know, on quarantine day 18 and we're going to paste them to a cardboard, cut out, you know, it's quarantine day, whatever. And it, it, it doesn't affect them at all. See, that's the problem in our culture. It doesn't affect them, so they're fine with it. What if their kid was starving to death because of the COVID response? I bet they might come out of quarantine then. Uh, yeah, I bet you they come out of quarantine. Now, here's an interesting thing, too. I want you to research this because I'm going to. Allegedly, we have 570,000 people have died of COVID in the United States. Do you believe that? If you do, you're a fool. Take that, times it by 0.06, which will give you the 6% of that. And according to the national file, file our death count is over is actually overestimated by 1,600%. So, which equates to 6% of those deaths are actually COVID deaths. So 6%, so 50 to 60,000, somewhere in there, died of COVID. Average in the United States, 30 to 80,000 die of the flu. So let me ask you this. Where are all the funerals? Have you thought about that? Have you seen any headlines of there being a backlog of caskets at casket factories? Do you ever think about these things before you lock down, before you jam in an mRNA vaccine into your veins that alters your genetic material? Do you ever ask simple questions like, where are all the bodies exactly? Because allegedly there's 570,000 of them, right? Why is it, where, where's all the, why have we not heard of a major backlog at funeral home parlors? It certainly isn't happening where I live. Where I live right here, Sarasota and Charlotte County, Florida. That's Sarasota, just south of here is Fort Myers, just north of here is Tampa. Lots of people, hundreds of thousands. And by the way, obviously right here in Florida, our average age is above the average for the, for, for the United States, right? Where are, all, where, where are all the dead people? Why, 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 why do we not have a national shortage of caskets? Well, I mean, everybody who dies in the United States does get buried. Believe me, I know. I was in law enforcement. I know. Rich or poor, they get buried. So where is a, why do we not have a major backlog at funeral homes? New York City, all the funeral home parlors came out and said, we don't. So how does this make sense to anybody? How does it make sense that we had 2.9 million Americans die in 2019 and, and 2.9 million Americans die in 2020? And we had a major pandemic. Why, why is there no big backlog in caskets and funeral homes? I don't, I don't get it, right? All right, back to Dems and race. Jack Posobiec tweet. Were the jurors asked, this is a juror from the Derek Chauvin trial, were the jurors asked to deliberate social change or were they asked to follow the law? Brandon Mitchell was juror number 52, the only African-American male juror in the Derek Chauvin trial. 
He gave me a lot of his time today for one of the best in-depth conversations I've had in a long time. He wants the guilty verdict and George Floyd's death to lead to positive change. Back to me real quick, Aaron. Back to, that's not why you're in a jury. Remember what I told you out of the book of Proverbs. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. You go into a trial and you say to yourself, is there truth beyond a reasonable doubt that this person committed this crime? Which that whole, that whole trial was a sham anyways. And even if Chauvin was found innocent, the federal agents were waiting to take him into custody right afterwards for federal law violations. Again, double violation of double jeopardy. Can't get into that tonight. But Chauvin was charged with for the same crime three times. He was charged with killing George Floyd, right? Under second-degree murder, under third-degree murder, and under manslaughter. Never even heard of anything like that before. You have crimes that have other subcrimes. Like if you have a burglary, you have burglaries when you forcibly break into somebody's house or, or go enter into property. You're not allowed to be on into a dwelling, though, or, or over curtilage, which means like a fence. So you enter in, and then you commit a crime therein, which is what makes it a burglary. So you'd have the burglary and the theft. Or you, if you broke into somebody else and punched them in the face, burglary and a battery. You don't charge them with burglary and burglary, which is what they did there under the awesome leadership of Keith, of Keith Ellison, the most liberal hack state attorney in the history of the world, who's actually also a no, he, his, his girlfriend called in and said that he beat her up, of course. And he, that's who actually was running this whole trial. So you, but you don't go in there with, I'm going to usher in social change. I'm going in there to determine did he commit a third-degree murder, a second-degree murder? It's got nothing to do with his race or social change. But listen to what this man says. Play for me. What made you want to do this interview? Yes, it's, it's just as simple as I wanted to be able to um, give people of color, you know, other black people like me, um, just a positive image to know that that, that change is possibly going to come. Um, and I, I think it starts with this last trial, this last case. Uh, it starts, it's, it's got to start there. And it starts with having these conversations publicly um, and, and being visible. So was there proof? Let me ask the juror once again here, Brandon Mitchell. Was there proof beyond a reasonable doubt that the man committed the crime? None of that was said. Nothing. You know why? Because there wasn't. There was not proof beyond a reasonable doubt that Derek Chauvin murdered third degree or second degree murder or manslaughtered George Floyd. There was not. You want to talk about some other more superfluous crimes or whatever you could charge with maybe, but th that right there, those three charges. No, but you have a juror saying that he is there to usher in change. How would, and again, people are like, that's okay because Derek Chauvin's a horrible person. What if it was you that was on trial and you were innocent and you had a juror sitting there going, I want to usher in social change and I'm going to sentence you to prison for the rest of your life. You'll never see your kids again outside of between a two foot thick glass wall for the rest of your life. You'll never touch your wife for the rest of your life. She'll never touch you for the rest of your life. Never touch your kids. No birthdays. Nothing. Your parents will die. You'll never see them. You'll never attend a funeral for the rest of your life. So that somebody like Brandon Mitchell can usher in social change. And what if it was you? See, nobody thinks like that. What if it was you, super soccer mom, quarantine day 17? And it was your kids that were dying because of your response to COVID. 
like all the third world country kids are right now. You can't just turn, you can't just turn an economy back on. It doesn't just come back on. It's all now a year behind. All right, Daily Caller tweet. As a result of these wonderful things, we have things like this. Over 200 Seattle police officers quit. It's actually 260. 260 Seattle police officers quit in the last year. 260 officers quit. It's like I said before. These are times I have never, ever seen. Never seen. Now, this video, I will admit, will admit is a guilty pleasure. I acknowledge it beforehand. You can judge me as you see fit. But this is how one man decided to respond to Antifa. Play it for me. Again. <laughs> See, I bet you they might bring back this again. Okay, one more. <laughs> That's what you get. You know what? You want to be violent? You reap what you sow. All right, next one, Raheem Kassam tweet. New photos published today in the sun. In the sun. It's incredible to think this was a year into the Clinton presidency and Epstein took Clinton on the Lolita Express, but Billy still is an investigator. Let me, let's, let's ask this question. Is the FBI SWAT team going to show up at Billy's house? Ghislaine Maxwell's in prison. Where's Billy? Where's Billy? Where, Kevin Spacey. Why is the FBI not showing up at their house? Cycle in those pictures, Aaron. There you go. There's Jeffrey Epstein. Everyone like, you're not going to find pictures like this with Trump. You can go ahead and put your pictures in where Epstein's in the background at some Trump function. But you ain't going to find pictures like this. And you ain't going to find Trump on the Lolita Express 27 times like Billy. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. I don't know. Aaron's asking me if that's in the White House. It could be in the White House. I have no idea. But there's Ghislaine Maxwell, too. Looky, looky here. How many other Alex Jones conspiracy theories are going to come true? I wonder. Here's just a pure video about Democratic Party attitude. Play it for me. Is accountable to the community within which it's situating its development. Mr. Collins, can you guess your thoughts? I did. I think that we kind of lost our way on what we're talking about here. We're here to prove the standards that have been presented and if Mrs. Rosario has something about one it's of those... It's Dr. Things, Rosario. Right? Thank you, sir. Mrs. Rosario has something Do- about... Dr. One Rosario. One well, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. Your name says on here, Carrie Rosario. Hey, Carrie. Yes. Um, it's Dr. You got, Rosario. You got something I would call you Tony, so please, sir, uh, yeah. call me as I would like to be called. That's how I'm identifying. It, it doesn't really matter. We're here it to matters to me. Tony. It matters to me. And out of respect, I would like you to call me by the name that I'm asking you to call me by. Thank you. Your screen says Carrie Rosario. I'm verbalizing my name is Dr. Carrie Rosario. And it really speaks very negatively of you as a commissioner to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you're you're negotiating something that happened four years ago. All right, so here you go. So ask yourself that. I mean... Why does she have to be called doctor just because she wants to be called doctor? Listen, if he was being disrespectful, he called her Miss Rosario. Enough is enough. And you see the condescending arrogance of that. And guess who got in trouble? The guy did. He got sanctioned. I don't remember what the sanctions were, but this is a zoning commission of, of Greensboro. And he's the one that got sanctioned out of her rudeness and her arrogance. 
I mean, everybody's on this thing right now. I mean, what, you know, pride goes before destruction. Drop your stupid little monikers and your stupid little names. Who cares who you, what you want to be called? It goes right into transgenderism. You will call me he, even though I'm a she. You will call me she, even though I'm a he. No, thank you. I'll call you whatever I want. Simple as that. It's America. You want to try to sanction me? I love what that guy did. Stand up. Everybody cowers. Everybody cowers because they're afraid of standing up and doing what's right. They're afraid of the consequence of standing up, saying what needs to be said, and doing what needs to be done. It's time that everybody say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done, and stop worrying about the consequences. Do what's right. And what that woman needs is she needs to be brought down. She needs to be brought down to a human level. You see her, her rude arrogance? Uh, call me, you know, call me what I desire to be called, please. Thank you. No, you know what? No. Your name on the screen is Carrie Rosario. So I'm going to call you Carrie or Miss Rosario. I'm not obligated to call you by your title. Thank you very much. And that's the guy that did exactly right. All right, next one, Steve Cortez. George W. Bush, new BFF of corporate media. We got George W. out there right now talking about how he did a write-in candidacy, never voted for Trump, voted for Condoleezza Rice, all because he's got a boo-boo on his feelings because Trump whooped up on Jeb in a debate. So George W. just being the, you know, I'm just so ashamed that I I cast, I voted twice for him. And what really makes me vomitous is I actually voted, voted for Mitt Romney. I mean, I'm ashamed of myself of ever voting for these guys. But George W. Bush, new BFF of corporate media, is on air everywhere, maligning our America First movement. Let's look at W's disastrous legacy by the numbers. Play it for me, Steve Cortez. George W. Bush was all over the airways this week, supposedly promoting his new book of paintings, but in fact, maligning our America First movement constantly. He's now the new BFF of the corporate media in America. But let's talk about the real legacy. What did George W. Bush actually do to this country? And I want to go to the data. And I think there's two numbers that are particularly revealing. The first one, 4.6 million American manufacturing jobs lost while George Bush was president. Always remember, patriots, that he was the one who welcomed China with open arms into the World Trade Organization in 2001 on terms that were incredibly beneficial to Beijing and incredibly destructive to American manufacturing, particularly in the middle part of the country. The second awful number, 4,424 Americans killed in Iraq. Precious American souls lost because of a needless and senseless George W. Bush war that didn't make America one iota safer. Bush also delivered the unsurprising news that he didn't vote for Trump in 2020. And I say good, because you represent the past of the permanent political class. We represent the future of America first populist nationalism. That's because George W. Bush just plays the role. He's not actually a conservative. That's just the opening in the play for him. So he goes and plays the role and actually accomplishes nothing. He has the same policy as Joe Biden when it comes to wars, endless wars. All right, uh, Greg Abbott tweet. Not going to happen in Texas. Here's Joe Biden's plan for you. Cut 90% of red meat from your, from your diet under the Green New Deal. Max four pounds per year. One burger per month. Listen, bring it back to me. I want you to know something. This week I ate eight cheeseburgers. That's not a joke. Eight cheeseburgers. I'm not doing this. Just so you know, there's no way on earth. I'm, I, I'm not kidding you. From racetrack, Inglewood, Florida, and Venice, Florida, eight cheeseburgers. I am not going to 90% of my red meat consumption going. No way. I am a rib eye addict. Not going to happen. Eric Erickson tweet. 
Here's the 2011 Georgia legislation that cut the number of early voting days in half. You'll see Stacey Abrams' signature on it because Abrams supported reducing the number of days of early voting in Georgia. Remember, she had the All-Star game, you can bring it back to me, All-Star game taken, taken, taken away from Atlanta, all because the racist voting laws, the Jim Crow new voting laws in Georgia, which actually extended the early voting days, she herself voted to shorten them. These are principleless hacks. It's all about being in power. It's all about becoming rich and famous, which I'm sure she is. New York Post tweet. BLM Leaders Jail Reform Group. Here we are. There's Patrice Colors. There she is. She goes by Con Colors now because she's in the midst of a lesbian marriage. BLM Leaders Jail Reform Group reportedly spent $26,000. Remember, she's a trained Marxist. Trained Marxist right here. All their money comes from comes through into Act Blue, which just elects progressive white Democrats. But anyway, her her business, BLM leaders, jail reform group, reportedly spent $26,000 on a luxurious re- resort. Here's where they were. Here's where the trained Marxists were. There they are. How does she feel about it? There she is. Big old smile for you. All right, next up, Tom Elliott video. Biden on wearing masks. Despite being vaccinated, it's a patriotic responsibility for G's sake, is what he says. Play it for me. CDC guidance this week about outdoor mask wearing. A lot of folks excited that they can now shed these masks if they've been double vaccinated. Um, Are are you going to be one of these folks now? We're no longer going to see the president of the United States outside with a mask on? Sure. Sure. I mean, but what I'm going to do, though, because... The likelihood of my being able to be outside and people not come up to me is not very, very high. So it's like, look, you and I took our masks off when I came in because look at the distance we are. But if we were, in fact, sitting there talking to one another close, I'd have my mask on and I bet you'd have a mask, even though we've both been vaccinated. And so (laughs) it's, it's, it's a small precaution to take that has a profound impact. It's a patriotic responsibility, for God's sake. All right, back to me. So explain to me the science. Just using them, totally anti-vax right here. I'm just saying, using their science, they said vaccinations were the answer. He's vaxxed. His interviewer is vaxxed. And he said that if we scooted our chairs closer to one another, we'd both have to wear masks. How does that make sense? How does that make it about a disease? It's not about a disease. It's about being a devotee of the branch covidian of the the branch covidian cult that's all that it is it's about biden trying to usher in socialism and the church buys in right there for every christian wearing a mask every conservative wearing a mask every conservative that believes 570,000 people in this country have died of covid even though there's no there's no great uh log jam in funeral homes or 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 anywhere else, you know, there's absolutely no evidence of it. I mean, again, 570,000 people have died of COVID and there's there's no backlog in coffins or funeral homes anywhere, but that alone, but just watching Biden, any of the myriad of pieces of evidence that I or anybody else give you should shake you loose. When you're sitting there going, I believe Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks and even, even Donald Trump were doing this for my health. And then I see them completely contradict everything they've ever said. That should make you pull your mask off. That should make you repent of ever locking down 
publicly as a pastor. Here's Joe Biden with his mask up on a stage. He can't find it and he gets in trouble. Play it for me. So back to me. So everybody on that stage is vaccinated and they're outside and they're near nobody. So this doesn't make you think that it was about more than your health and a virus. All right. Next one, Maggie Vanderberg, Biden. And so, you know, er, if you think about it, Amtrak, Florida down to Florida, to Tampa. If you're wondering, how does this make sense? It doesn't play it for me. And so, you know, uh, if you think about it, when we were, when I was vice president with Barack, he allowed me to put together a budget for Amtrak. And it had money for high-speed rail at 200 miles an hour from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, a, another line going from, in, in Florida, down to Tampa, another line. If we, if we had moved, Gov, we'd have that tunnel fixed in New York now. <laughs> What? This is the leader of the free world. The the people voted for this man. I mean, way less than voted for Donald Trump. But yet, uh, millions of people voted. Aaron, you want to play the last little, like, yeah, play the last, yeah, seven seconds. Tampa, another line. If we we had moved, Gov, we'd have that tunnel fixed in New York now. (laughs) How did we get from Charlotte to Tampa to fixing a tunnel in New York? This man has the nuclear codes? Woo! Well, man, I'll tell you, the bla- all right, the Blaze tweet. Take a look at this facial expression. Biden baffled after reporter says not one migrant child separated from, from family under Trump has been reunited with his parents. So here we are, day 100, and one of his big campaign promises was that he was going to reunite all of these kids with their families after the horrible, mean-spirited Donald Trump separated them. And how many has he reunited in 100 days? Absolutely none. Zero. Zero. Not one. All right, next up, Jewish deplorable. Biden is still letting flights pour in from India until May 4th. Train wreck. Go right to the next one. As soon as he saw that come out in the news, here it comes out the next day. Just in, Biden to ban flights from India to the United States. So remember, look at the bottom. Biden said that Trump had a record of hysteria, xenophobia, fear-mongering at the time the former president announced travel restrictions. So Trump is xenophobic for not allowing incoming flights from China, but now Biden can do it, and there's absolutely no repercussions whatsoever. Somebody is very troubled by it, though. Put it up there for me. Here's Elizabeth Warren, barred from entering country thanks to the travel ban on Indians. Thank you, Babylon B. (laughs) All right, Chicken Gate tweet. India this morning, and I wanted everybody to see this, filmed by a resident. This is this morning, today, right here. Today, May 1st. All right, May 1st, 2021, this morning, India, 
filmed by a resident, no lockdown, no panic. Everyone's talking about India is basically everybody's dying in India. Here's what India looked like this morning. Play it for me. There you go. Everybody's worried about COVID, right? That's just what you hear in the United States. That's not what you're hearing there. The sky is falling only with liberal Democrats here in the United States, not in Canada. All right, next one, Aaron. Congresswoman Tenney tweet. Protesters, abolish ICE. President Biden, I agree with you. These people, just so you know, you won't really be able to hear them. But what they're screaming is, abolish ICE. Abolish ICE. Now, you need to know something. How many crimes are committed in this country? Bring it back to me. How many crimes are committed in this country? But what happens is, is when you have a violent immigrant felon, illegal immigrant felon, say, who commits a violent crime, they get what's called a detainer put on them in the local jail by ICE. ICE says, do not release this person. Say that they you know, beat their wife and they're scheduled to be released, but they have a prior murder or they have a prior vehicular homicide. ICE puts the detainers on them. They're being blown off by liberal jurisdictions like San Diego and San Francisco, California, numerous other locations, sanctuary cities being blown off. They're letting them out and they're killing again. But that's what ICE does. ICE is kind of important. They deport violent felons as well as everybody else who committed a crime. If you came into this country illegally, you committed a crime to enter this country. ICE gets rid of them. So these people are yelling out to him, abolish ICE, abolish ICE. Here's his response. Play it for me. Looking forward to coming back and seeing these guys. I agree with you. I'm working on it, man. Give me another five days. Leader of the free world, ladies and gentlemen. Bring it back to me. So there you go. 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Foundation Church. Be here tomorrow, 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. Be here. You can watch me preach at 12 noon and at about 9.50 a.m. If you can't be here, but find out how far we are away. Do not go back to your COVID caving church. If you're in the Tampa area, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, the man arrested, arrested, for conducting church services in violation of COVID tyranny. 9.30 a.m. Tampa, Florida, the River Church. If you're in anywhere near either one of us, be there tomorrow. Don't go back. Love you all. God bless you. Have a great weekend.